842, it's the morning flavor on Metro. Welcome to Monday. We have to have some sobering conversations. It doesn't matter what kind of weekend you may have had. One of them is uh, addressing the issue of disrespectful kids. Now, uh, the question becomes, who do you blame? There's no doubt about it. Nobody's born disrespectful or respectful for that matter because we are conditioned by the environments in which we are raised in. And, uh, of course, that informs everything, our frame of reference, um, what we believe in, what we don't, um, and, of course, even the issue of how we relate to others. Dr. Tepisoma Denchi joins us on the line. She's a psychologist, a life coach, and personal change catalyst. Doc, good morning. Good morning, Mo. How are you? I'm very well, Doc, and how are you? I am great, and good morning to the listeners, and to Pal and to Owen. It is lovely to talk to you this morning. Good morning, Good morning, Doc. Doc. You know, Doc, I must be honest, uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a stickler when it comes to issues of respect and disrespect uh, within children. I'm that parent or that adult that will tell kids how to address an adult. I will watch how they greet. I will tell them, no, 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 I see, I see uh, eh, when somebody's calling, you don't say, eh. you know, you say, whatever the story is. I, I'm that person. Sometimes I think I'm a little too uh, intense, but... I'm so um, invested in the issue of kids being respectful. So let's talk about this. I mean, where does this issue come from of kids who have no respect? Look, um, you started the introduction very, very well. We know that a lot of us, is, is based, uh, whatever kids, we expose them to, the conversations we have in front of them when we don't even think that they're witnessing. You know what you're saying on your way to work while you're taking them to school. They're listening to you curse at the taxi driver and the people who are crossing the road in the middle of the road, right? not on, on, on the traffic light, right? So they're paying attention to all of those things. But then we also know that our children are privy to what's happening on the Internet, on social media, as well as what's happening at school. Uh, a lot of us black people say these kids are behaving like white kids. They are beginning to backhead. They think they have rights. So when we take them to multiracial schools, they begin to learn how other cultures and how other races and how other families behave and then they want to emulate that. So it's a cacophony of different factors. The point is, as an adult, you know insolent, rude, disrespectful behavior when you see it. You know it. And when you do, who caused it, where it happened is no longer the issue. It's about what you do in the moment and how to nip it in the bud and make sure that it does not get reinforced, perpetuated, ignored, or minimized, that you address it immediately. So how do we address these issues, Doc? I mean, the age of a child is obviously also important because the, yeah. uh, you know, I, I won't address my 12-year-old son the very same way I'd address my four-year-old daughter who's probably experiencing a very different type of development at that age. Yeah. Look, there are certain basics and I want to run through them very quickly because then I want to spend a bit more time on how do you address it when you've already done in terms of corrective behavior. But you need to have a tech team as, 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 as the parenting team. And when I say the parenting team, I don't just mean the mother and the father. I mean the uncle, the grandfather, and everybody else who's involved in the parenting of this child. Because if you are all not on the, page, on the same page, you are not going to work together as a team. You need to be able to be consistent in following through on the rules. You need to be able to maintain your own car because sometimes these kids will push the boundaries just to see you lose it so that when you do lose it and then you engage in behavior also that is disrespectful and then it's about a comeback and then it becomes a power play. You need to be able to remain calm. You need to be able to follow through. You also need to have the opportunity to actually understand why 
what is the reason behind that disrespectful behavior? Because sometimes kids uh, take out their frustration in ways that hide the problems. So when you act out, you engage with the disrespectful behavior, can be hiding something else. Whether at school they're being bullied, whether they're not happy because you're favoring the little sister, or that they're just feeling like you're very hard on them and they're not happy or they're depressed or upset or whatever the issue might be. So you want to be able to find out what is the underlying reason and problem for. And then also, you need to be able to identify the skill that is lacking in your child. Whatever the issue is, when you figure out what what it is, look at what the, the type of skills that you're going to have to inculcate in your child because they must also learn how to control their emotions, to learn how to communicate effectively, put what they feel into words, and then do it in a way that is not harmful, but also understand the far-reaching impact of their actions, and not just act on instant gratification. So that's the baseline. In terms of how you begin to do the corrective behavior, there's a couple of things. Mm. And one of the things that we know is that if emotional and psychological child is not doing well, as a psychologist myself, I want to know how the child is aware about their acting out behavior. How do they externalize mm. the behavior? And part of that conversation means giving them an opportunity to feel that they can be honest enough about why they're upset, what is making them depressed, what is making them sad, what is making them angry, what is making them feel victimized. Because sometimes when those issues are not addressed and you're just correcting the behavior of the surface, you're going to find that you're not going to get the results that you want. So firstly, recognize the fact that the, 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 the disrespectful behavior might be hiding something, something underneath, and mm. this is the one opportunity mm. the child has to act on what they're going through. All right. I mean, this is um, a very um, relevant discussion because, Doc, we go through this every day and we've seen the immediate responses from us as adults when kids don't listen to us uh, at the time or point at which we ask them to do something and we then feel that all of that is tantamount to disrespect. So we'll take a bit of a breather and we'll come back to some of our common reactions and, as adults and why it may be problematic and perhaps um, just some of the, the other issues that relate to um, our discussion today. So Dr. Tepisoma Denji joins us on the line. We're talking about um, the issue of kids and um, raising them in a manner that, um, you know, is um, going to produce kids with respect and also dealing with uh, the issue of children who are disrespectful, understanding the issues. You can um, call us on 089-110-3377 or tweet us hashtag the morning flavor. All right, uh, it is 8.49. The Morning Flavor on Metro continues. Personal Mastery continues with Dr. Tepiso Matenji. Now, Doc, th there are a couple of things here that we are guilty of as adults. Um, the way we react to children who we believe are being disrespectful, whether it's our own kids or other people's children, whether it's the proverbial slap on the hand, shouting at them, swearing at them, insulting them, cussing them, condemning wherever they, we believe they come from, all of that. You know, this is problematic, uh, obviously, but, but why do we react this way? Is it because we're avoiding the issues or perhaps the reason why a child is the way he or she is? Look, it's, 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 it's an impulse. You notice something that your child is doing, you're embarrassed, you're offended, you immediately react, but you're all in your feelings. And I'm not necessarily thinking about the fact that it's a teachable moment. And most of us, and I don't want us to come across like we're perfect uh, parents, all of us get moments where we just react in the spur of the moment because really what you've just said is wrong and you get a smack over the head. 
But you do want to be aware and be intentional of the way that you are engaging because a lot of us miss the opportunity to teach. So allow yourself the opportunity to come down because when you do come down, you are able to help your child understand the consequences of their behavior in terms of the impact it has on other people and more importantly, the impact it has on themselves. The fact that if you are rude and you're calling people names, you're not going to have friends at school. People are not going to invite you to a party. People are not going to invite you uh, for sleepovers. But you need to be mindful that when you are recognizing and making them aware of the negative consequences of their behavior, it's not an opportunity for you to keep throwing the faces. Yeah, that's how I was invited to a party. That's why so and so doesn't like playing. Mm-hmm. Because that mm-hmm. is hurtful. Now you are using those words as a weapon. It was supposed to be a teachable moment. Now you're using it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair because you also don't like to be told, I told you so when you mess up. All right, that's the first thing. Secondly, explain also how they can get to the consequences that are positive if they change their behavior. So we help the child understand, I will do this, this, this. If I want this, this is what I need to be able to get. Because some of us are not good at explaining what they need to do to be able to receive a positive outcome in terms of behavior change. How can I let them be like the Xbox? How can I, in, I will do this? So that they understand that they actually have the power to effect the change that they seek. And that power mm. is about them exercising the right choices and deciding that mm. I want that outcome. If I want it, then I must make this type of a choice in order to get it. If you keep emphasizing mm. the negative choices, they're not necessarily going to learn how to change the behavior. Thirdly, mm. enable them to learn how to connect the privileges. And this, this has to do with you knowing your child very well. If you know they love Xbox, if you know they love pizza, connect the positive behavior to change with that privilege. Some mm. of us, we tend to relate a lot to taking away privileges, but we are not able to make our children know that you will earn the privilege. And the privilege, by the way, is not outdated by second at the end of the year. Uh-uh. The privilege is the fact that you've got two hours screen time. That is a privilege. You're not entitled to it. You don't have to get it. So if you want it and you want it to remain intact, this is what needs to happen. If you don't do it, you can take it away. If you want it to be changed, these are the positive things that you need to do in order for you to get that two-hour screen time. Thirdly, uh, firstly, notice when some types of disrespectful behavior is actually about the child challenging your authority and they want to get into a power struggle. But don't get stuck at that level. Because the power struggle also... Obana, that one. Ay, 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 ay. The the power struggle struggle one. one. Yeah. Yeah, it it also could be about attention-seeking behavior. When I'm arguing with you and I'm a teenager, I must be very intelligent. I must be very confident. I must be very assertive. I might be practicing those skills that you said I must have because I need to be able to speak up in class if I don't understand something. So I'm practicing with you. But it might also be because of I've watched you play the whole evening with my sister. You're not giving me attention. And now I come up with something that keeps pushing the boundaries. But it's about me hogging the attention. So notice when those power struggles are about attention-seeking behavior and learn how to simply not engage. You can correct the behavior, but not necessarily ignoring it. And simply by saying, I'm not going to engage with you when you speak to me like that. When you are ready to talk to me in a respectful way, then we can talk. But until then, I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to respond. So mm. indicate when it's attention-seeking behavior and nip it in the butt and not actually accelerating and getting to a power struggle. And then finally, when your child does hurtful things, disrespectful, rude things to other people, including yourself, you need to be able to teach them how to do reparations. And this, you see it when you are couples and somebody has hurt me, they say, ah, sorry, 
That's not enough. You know as an adult it's not enough for somebody to just say sorry. You need to be into your restitution. You need to do corrective action. And the corrective action is not just always being apologetic and saying the words. Sometimes it's about what can I do to make the person um, feel better. So if I have broken something, all right, so I'm going to save money to make sure that I collect the money that I need to at least put up the deposit to pay that thing. If I am not going to be able to take care of my 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 my, my my, my food or I throw away my things, what are the things that the child needs to be able to do to rep- make reparations for their behavior? Then you teach them the discipline of everybody makes mistakes. What is important is what you do to correct them. And then you need to model those behaviors. Everything that I have said, be the role model, and when you've messed up, be willing to apologize to your child mm. and find a way to be able to say, that's what I'm doing to correct it. Mm. We have about 90 seconds left, Doc, and one thing that's quite clear here is that as much as the child has a lot to learn, but so do you as the parent, uh, that there's a lot of learning that you have to engage in as a process when you're an adult raising a child. Um, I mean, I don't, for instance, don't believe in hitting children, my own or anyone else's, um, and that's just my view. I, I'd rather we talk things through, etc. But for example, here's a different school of thought um, as we wrap. Sir Demux on Twitter says, parents are solely and uh, primarily to blame uh, and in my books, the only proper way to punish misbehaving kids is by giving them a spank or a pinch on the ear to get the message. As we wrap up, Doc, is this the way to go? Parents who still believe in the hand, who tsipa, to drop kick your kids, whatever you do to them, in the name of discipline. Um, I appreciate what uh, the person is saying. Uh, and my response is that you are really going to give a lot of psychologists a lot of work because that child will be experiencing that work at home, mm. and then they will go and emulate it at school. And we know that's what children do. They will scratch, they will bite, they will kick their teachers and other fellow learners because that's how they learn how to handle it, um, how to handle frustration. And unfortunately, when you model that kind of behavior, it becomes entrenched and it becomes very difficult. And then you are giving me a client for about three or four years, and then I'll get my next car. So think about it. Think about the impact that you're having, especially if your child is not able to understand why you're punishing them, and they're not necessarily learning how to correct it. So also in terms of age, a smack and a pinch is not necessarily effective because while you might be reacting immediately, that child, the level of comprehension in the beginning is about I get hit. And then you see why toddlers end up hitting other people because for them, they think that's how you show affection and how you show attention that you are, you are interested in them. So you want to be able to get the child to understand why the behavior is wrong and how to correct it and how to maintain a positive social skills. If that's not happening, then I don't agree that it's an effective way of disciplining a child. Doc, we'll leave it there, but I have a feeling that at some stage we'll bring uh, this discussion back, maybe a different angle, but the same sort of theme, because I think it is so important. I, as a parent, have learned and continue to learn every single day about how to handle my kids, and uh, I think that is one very important aspect, the constant idea of learning. We don't know everything. Thank you for your time, though, um, and have yourself a wonderful Monday. Thank you, and thank you to the listeners. Goodbye. All right, Dr. Tepiso Matenchi on Personal Mastery. We hope that was useful to you, and we hope you will take something from that conversation. All right, we need to get out of here. We're three minutes to nine. The bridge needs to set up, so let's duck. Thank you very yeah. much for tuning in to the Morning Flavor today. Pearl, are you on Daily Tata? Nicolette and Melody Mia are on at 10.30 SABC1, and they'll be talking about the use of uh, state resources for personal gain and uh, the accountability that should follow if officials are found to be doing so. So, interesting discussion. I'll be watching. Hope you will be too. All right. On that note, it's a good morning. It's a a good good day day and and good good vibes. vibes.